What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Friday wrap up. On this show, we wrap the week up with fun facts, teachable moments and educational pieces to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Well, let's start with some news. We are now gonna have three shows every single week. Yeah, so I never thought we'd actually do two, but we've been doing two <laughs> and it's got quite popular. We're hitting around 1,000 to 1,500 downloads each week, which is huge. I never thought we'd actually get past 100, but we've blown that out of the water. And just to pay you guys back, we are now doing three, day, three shows a week. So that starts in one week time. So, so next Wednesday? The Wednesday after. The Wednesday after. So we're gonna have, we're changing things around. We're gonna have the normal long form educational show on Mondays, then a five minute Wednesday and the Friday wrap up. Uh, so the five minute Wednesday is just literally what it sounds like, a five minute show. And we're just gonna answer one question. So you guys send in your questions. We answer that question in five minutes and just a short little snippet just to educate you guys a little bit deeper on certain questions. Yeah. Cool? Cool. Awesome. So, and we're bringing in a little bit more structure to the Friday wrap up as well. <laughs> so we've had a little bit of feedback. So this is gonna be a little bit more structured. So we are literally gonna have a fun fact between us. So between one each. Us? No, oh, so one yeah. each, one each. <laughs> and then a teachable moment. Teachable moment. And then some something educational. Yeah. These are just things that we've come across during the week that we feel like everybody else is gonna find beneficial as well. I also think that we benefit from it because it makes me, I guess, think about the things that I'm engaging with during the week a bit more. Like, do I wanna share this? Is this a good fun fact and stuff like that? Yeah. Rather than just observing other things, I guess. Yep, sweet. Um, do you wanna start with your fun fact? Fun fact, okay, sure. So pretty much all my stuff today is about the brain. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a rabbit hole. Um, but my fun fact is, I, I guess you could call it fun, I don't know. But you know how there's like a myth that we only use 10% of our brain and humans have this huge potential to be way smarter than we actually are because there's another 90% that we don't use. Mm -hmm. So that is actually very false. We use our whole brain. We actually use more than 10% of our brain when we're just asleep mm. alone. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like people underestimate how much it actually takes for your body just to operate without even you thinking about it. Right. Like your tummy's digesting stuff, your heart's pumping blood through your body, you're breathing, you're, you're seeing stuff, your brain is processing and making that happen. Constantly. It's all literally the time. watching over you every second yeah. of the day, even when you're asleep. Touch, feel, smell, everything. Everything. So, yeah, it's correct. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So that's my fun fact. What's yours? Um, I guess mine's a little bit more newsworthy or gossipy. Oh, God. Um, so we have reviewed Chris Hemsworth app, Center app. Yeah. In the past. And he has just sold it to Jeff Bezos's younger brother. So Jeff Bezos is the second richest man in the world who owns Amazon. Oh, yeah. And he his younger brother bought the Center app for... $267 million. What the yeah, hell? 267. Is it worth that? Like I know Chris Hemsworth is a big guy, but. 
Um, oh, 100% it would be worth it. The really? database they would have, like just the email list alone would be worth $100 million. So Chris Hemsworth is still going to be like an advocate for it and stuff? Well, or? from what I read, he's still going to be 50% share owner. So he doesn't, okay. oh, I guess, yeah, he owns 50% of it. He has... But this other guy paid, so 50%, he paid 50%, which was whatever the number was that you just said, was yeah. 50% of the product. What the heck? But instead of it actually being Chris Hemsworth's name on the on a piece of paper to say whose business it is, it's, I forget what Jeff Bezos's brother's name is, <laughs> but it's his brother's name. Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, that's very interesting. Like, obviously, it's a big the fitness industry, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, it's getting bigger and bigger, been massive shifts, and I feel like, and look, even in my review, I said it was a good app. It's actually quite yeah. a good app. It's just not very personalised. Yeah. Um, Which isn't for everyone anyway. Yeah, like 100%, but I feel like just the marketing they're going to use and all that sort of stuff, and like, let's be honest, the only reason why it's a popular app because Chris Hemsworth is on it. Yeah. Like if it was everybody else on there, it would still be a popular app, but it just wouldn't be as popular. And because he's Thor, you know, and he's yeah. got that whole image about being strong and muscly. Yeah, 100%. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to go to Teachable Moment next. No, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the educational part and then I'll go straight into my Teachable Moment because I tried to compact them into one because... I have a lot to say. That's good. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Great. Um, so I've been listening to a podcast by Andrew Huberman, as per usual, um, on sugar and the brain and how sugar affects the brain. And it's a two-hour podcast, so I've tried my best to get like the parts that are going to be most beneficial to the people that listen to our show, rather. Um, so essentially, when you eat sugar, your gut neurons are the first neurons to react to the sugar. And they send a signal to the brain saying that we've got sugar in here and it's like the best sort of thing. And then that triggers your dopamine response. So you feel good. So it's not even fully to do with like, I guess you have taste receptors on your tongue and it tastes good. But your gut is the one that actually signals the dopamine rather than your taste receptors. So even if you're eating something that doesn't taste sweet, so say you're eating chips but they have sugar in them, your gut is still going to tell your brain to release dopamine. So you still get that high feeling, even though you're not getting the sweet taste, right? Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a trick, yeah. I guess, because your brain or your gut wants that high carbohydrate for energy. Yeah, 100%. That's what it'd be. Um, so yeah, it's nothing to do with our perception of sweet. I guess, is what I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I need like my chocolate hit, but you could also essentially eat chips and get the same release of dopamine and get the same feeling. But mm. it's just like we've conditioned ourselves to be like, it's sweet, so I feel good about it. Yeah. Where it's like a lot of savoury foods these days, especially, are full of sugar. Breads. Yeah. That there's They sneak sugars in the bread and all that sort of stuff, yep. So then over time, we actually, or obviously the gut tells the brain and then the brain's like, tells us that we want sugar for everything, like because it's so fast and it makes us feel so good. So we just naturally prefer sugar. And because we don't, oh, I feel like a lot of people don't read like food labels and stuff. They walk past a bag of chips and they're like, oh yes, their brain's like, oh, we need that mm. because 
like you won't you might not realize that it's because of the sugar and the brain is chasing the sugar to yeah. like get that release of dopamine um so essentially long long story short how you can i guess intervene like you can't really stop it you can sort of slowly reverse it but once you've been doing it for years and years and years your brain's just so used to telling you to get the sugar and then you get it you so it's very hard to break the connection and i guess um maybe we experience it differently because we don't have much with sugar in it like we i read every label of packaged food that we buy and i always always try to buy things that don't have sugar in them um before I even knew all this, I was just, I don't know, it's just like a subconscious thing that I didn't want the sugar if it, I wasn't getting the sweet taste. That's my train of thought, I guess. So a way you can sort of intervene is by ingesting sugars with a fiber or a fat because then it slows like how fast your brain, your gut tells your brain that there's sugar here. So then it slows the whole dopamine response and the dopamine level that you're receiving isn't as high. So because it's slowed with the digestion of fiber and fat. Hmm. But then, like ice cream is fully fat and sugar. Hmm. You know what I mean? So theoretically, that should work. Like from a metabolism standpoint, like the whole eating fiber and fat will slow the your blood glucose to rise. But then I guess that's where the taste receptors would come in because ice cream does taste sweet. Even though your gut is slowing that response, it's still the taste that te- also tells your brain. So it's like you can't win. No. Really. And um, I feel like texture and sense yeah. and all that sort of stuff would come into it as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. So from that educational point, my teachable moment, I guess, that I got was that clients don't have as much as control as I assume they do mm. in their cravings. Like, obviously, I know that... If you've been eating a certain way for 10 years, it's, it is very hard to change in general, like habits without even biology coming into it. But then you put like this, how your gut tricks you, your taste receptors trick you, your brain tricks you. And it's just like, oh, wow, it's actually very hard. And it's like going to be a long process to reverse. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I feel like people underestimate that as well. How, how long, hard it is and to how quickly it. it's going to change and all that sort of stuff yeah but it is a hard process and it's it's not an easy thing to do no and i feel like once you start you know people don't give them enough credit give themselves enough credit once they do start having those small wins yeah absolutely and i feel like we talked about this before the podcast about how um like it does get thrown around a lot that sugar is like a drug, but then there's so many other people that are like, you can have zero calorie things and sugar's not bad for you because it's zero calories. Like, you know how you can have like fructose and sucrose or whatever it is in those zero calorie drinks, but they're still sugar and they still raise your blood glucose levels, even if they have no calories. Mm. So it's... So does cocaine. Yeah, exactly. That's what we were talking cocaine about is, last night. Cocaine is zero calories and it does exactly the same thing. Um... So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I guess, not, I mean, I don't know, I have much experience with cocaine, but I guess it's addictive in a similar way, as yeah. in it gives you that dopamine feeling. So, as always, head to the show notes and I'll link that podcast so you can have a listen to that for the, what, what's that mean? Your my teachable moment, my ed- educational. <laughs> each educational part is the podcast, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. 
Awesome. So I guess mine it comes into, um, I'm going to sort of link mine as well. Okay. And mine comes from a conversation we actually had yes afternoon with a client. So Blake, shout out to you. This one's a teachable moment from you. And it comes down to, and this is sort of combining two podcasts. One that we just released on Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday about obsession. Yeah. And we've got another one coming out about language. So, um, and this has to do with sleep and caffeine. So I feel like this just come up quite a few times during the week about people having caffeine sort of later in the week. Later uh, in the day, do you Later mean? in the day, sorry. And how much it actually affects your sleep. So every single te- study done on caffeine, having it close to bedtime or within a certain hours of bedtime, every single study shows it affects your sleep. Like it's not whether, if it does, it does. It does, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, and the obsession side comes from you know, you could look at that of two different ways. You're obsessed with caffeine and you have to have it at, in the afternoon because you're obsessed with it. But are people obsessed with caffeine or with the taste of a coffee? Yeah, and the feeling and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And then, like, I was sort of saying this in the podcast, sometimes it's really good to be obsessed with things. So I would say, you know, to Blake, I'd say be obsessed with not having it and obsess in the other direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obsess about your health and your well-being and obsess about your sleep. And that is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Yet, you know, there's all all good and bad things about obsession, but obsessing on good things that are going to help you be healthier, have more energy, live longer, I think you should really obsess about those things and try and change those habits. And a habit like that, the only way to change it is to really obsess over it. Over the positive habit. Yeah. Yeah. To obsess about not having caffeine in the no- at in the afternoon yeah. and at night. Um, and then, you know, a part of that is the language you use. Like Blake said, oh, I, I just, I need that caffeine in the afternoon. And, you know, it, and this podcast coming out sort of dives a little bit deeper into that. And instead of saying, oh, I need it, say, oh, do I need it? Or why do I need it? Yeah. So question the narrative I guess you could say question your habits that you're actually creating and so that was just my um, teachable moment teachable moment of just sort of question your habits and you know obs- change the obsession you might not realize that you're actually obsessing about things in a bad way change it to a positive way that you can get out of those obsessions and really focus on the language and question your habits yeah. and the narrative. Why are you doing anything, really? So make sure you go back and listen to Tuesday's show. And if you haven't already, you're a fool because you need you're to subscribe <laughs> or follow wherever you're listening along so you don't miss the next podcast coming out about language. Yeah. I think it's... Is it the next one or the week the after? one after. Yeah. So you've got a couple episodes to wait for that one, but it's definitely worth the wait. And then my educational thing would be this book keeps coming around it keeps i think you already know what book but why we sleep yeah it's everywhere at the minute i feel like and i'm not even looking for it and it keeps (laughs) popping up and matthew walker again is probably the leading expert in sleep at the moment it's safe to say yeah um 
you know, he's putting out the most content, he's doing the most, he's actually in the trenches doing research and doing the studies himself. So his book, Why We Sleep, is what you need to read. So again, how many times have we said that sleep is going to help you get better results, whether it's fat loss, strength gain, energy, you know, be a better person, Help you make better decisions about having coffee in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so sleep governs everything. And more and more, the studies are showing that sleep is the most important thing you need to focus on. So obsessing about a good night's sleep is a good thing. And Matthew Walker's book is the perfect place to start. So that book is my educational resource for the week. Um, so make sure you hit the show notes to find that book. Um, even if you just like, listen to a YouTube or watch a YouTube or anything just to summarize that book. It's um, you're just gonna get that many benefits. Podcasts to summarize that book, you're gonna get a lot of benefits from. I was gonna say that I've been using this app lately called Blinkist mm. and you can also get one called Uptime and they pretty much just summarize the books. Yep. Just do that. I don't care if you don't buy it or not. If you don't want to buy it, summarize a book in those two apps, Blinkist and Up Uptime. Uptime. And they'll just give you a quick overview of the book and what you actually need to do to get better sleep. Yeah. And start obsessing about your sleep a little bit more. Now, right now. And that is it. Friday wrap up is done. Again, make sure you subscribe, follow. I don't know what else there is, like. Like. <laughs> uh, we can't like because we're not on YouTube oh, no. on the Friday wrap up. But we got so much more content coming your way, so please don't miss it. Um, and we'll see you all again next week. We still got a Tuesday show and a Friday show and then the week after we go into a three shows a week. Awesome, thanks again everybody and thanks for your support. Um, like I said, we're hitting around 1,000 to 1,500 downloads every single week. So we can't do that without all you guys and we are very appreciative, appreciative of that. Um, so that's why we're giving you more content. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm going this time. <laughs> okay, bye.